Coming up on Hey, I saw that on the internet. I need you to dance the correct amount. So they shoot him. Oh. Had two theories, and they were uh, demons, demon possession, <laughs> like the plot of Footloose. You're right. It's, it's all this is. Hey, Bradley, what did you? Hey, I saw that on the internet this week. Well, Randy, I'm really glad that you asked me what did I? Hey, I saw that on the internet this week. Because I, hey, I saw that on the internet this week. This little website, I think it's called Chat. Is that, is that how you pronounce chat, it? Yeah, chat, good old chat GPT. Um, have, you ever, have you ever heard of this thing, right? I have, like I a, have. It's kind of it's all like over the internet AOL lately. chatbot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the rage. This AI here in the year 2023, everybody's talking about AI. I'm so worried about them replacing podcasters that I decided to go to chat GPT and see if it could do our jobs. Uh, okay? I'm... I'm Fairly confident it can. No, uh, we'll see. We'll see, Randy. We'll see. Because I went to chat GPT and I gave it, like I was trying to just be like, hey, give me some funny historical topics. And it really wasn't giving me much from that. Okay. So what I went to it with specifically was I was like, hey, chat GPT, do you know about the Men's Olympic Marathon of 1904? And it, it brought was up like, our podcast. And it was, <laughs> 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 now the cutoff date for chat GPT is 2021. Or else <sighs> it, it would. It, it only has knowledge of the internet up till t- uh, 2021, which I guess makes sense because you don't want like the AI feeding into itself. Uh, like that would oh. be strange. Chat GPT, uh, give me a similar topic, and then gave me something kind of interesting. I did some research on it, and then I said, "Hey, give me another one. Give me another one." And then I was like, "Well, give me two more, just to get to five topics, mm-hmm. right?" Um, so I'm gonna go through the topics that Chat GPT gave me. Okay. Yep. First thing he gave me was the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen. The dancing plague. The dancing plague of fifteen eighteen. It gave me a pretty good description, but I went ahead and, and wrote my own uh, notes on it. Did some more research into it. So uh, a woman. Um, there were there were like six accounts of this incident. Uh, it took place in uh, Strasbourg, Alsace, France. Okay. Okay. Um, there were uh, six accounts of it. Four of them identified the same woman as being the start of it. So a woman, uh, her name was probably Lady uh, Trofea, Trofea, uh, T-R-O-F-F-E-A. Okay. I would have I looked up like a pronunciation, but let's be honest, it's probably not known because it was from 1518 anyway. Sure. You know? so, um, anyway, so a woman went out and started dancing in the streets. The number of casualties are unconfirmed for this incident. <laughs> casualties? <laughs> yep. What? Right. So uh, this woman went out and started dancing. Others followed. Uh, this lasted for the course of several months. People were just dancing in the street. There were about 50 to 400 dancers. Were <laughs> you got to remember, we're 1518. We're not getting super reliable historical accounts. But yeah, we don't know. It was somewhere between 50 and 400 dancers. And either this led to no fatalities or 15 people were dying a day from it. How? I, I, I don't know. Like, it, just, it just seems just like, like people were dying. People were dancing. People were dying. Let me... Uh, there was, I now understand <laughs> why the church outlawed dancing. <laughs> it's deadly. Those Baptists were right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> okay, from Wikipedia, the main source for the claim is John Waller. He wrote a book on it. The sources cited by Waller mentioned deaths were from later accounts of the events. So it seems like there were no like contemporary accounts saying people died. Um, yeah, but it just it it seemed like they were saying. People just died from exhaustion from dancing. And again, it's like it. Wow. I'm not sure if that actually happened. It just seems uh, pretty hard to uh, verify. So the thing I was looking for uh, July through to September of 1518, uh, Strasbourg, Tr- Alsace, modern day France. Uh, That's so strange. Yeah, dancing mania. Um, Dancing Mania is like what it was called. I wasn't just throwing that out there. Like, yeah, it's like Dancing, dancing Mania. Mania. It's like Dance Dance Revolution. Because I mean, <laughs> like, it's France and they have revolutions. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't read this before. Uh, in 15th century Apulia, Italy, a woman was bitten by a tarantula, the venom making her dance convulsively. Uh, the only way to cure the bite was to shimmy and to have the right sort of music available, which was an accepted remedy by scholars like... And Thacius Kircher. So, yeah. I A tarantula bite? So venomous. Yeah, in Italy. This is like... You a, have a, to dance. Yeah, it's like a related topic to this. I was, what I was like sitting here with was like, oh, yeah. I guess I never asked, how did these people actually die? <laughs> when you asked me that question, I was like, maybe I need to research this one more time real quick. I couldn't find anything. It just seems like exhaustion. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, they were like, they were trying to explain it. Like, after the fact, why all these people... Like, we know that the people started dancing like crazy. Later reports seem to say that they died. Seems like they really didn't die. When they were investigating it later on, some theories that were put forward, uh, ergo, ergot, fungi. Uh, yeah. Being, ergot. like, yeah, ergot, fungi. Like, being... They were like, oh, that might have gotten in the food or water. And that's what's in LSD. Yeah. And that's why they might have been hallucinating and yeah. dancing. It's super but, poisonous. Yeah. But, uh, like, the yeah, and that's pretty much the takeaway was, like, scholars were like, I don't think it was LSD because I don't think they would have had the energy to dance for 40 days straight. Like, other explanations are mass hysteria, and uh, uh, I'll get to what, what this note says in a minute. But, like, they were like, oh, this might have been stress-induced uh, psychosis, like, mass level, like, just mass hysteria, mass panic. I, I didn't look into why Alsace was, like, turbulent at the time but apparently it was pretty turbulent and i imagine you know just 15 18 life a lot more stressful yeah um can you have a modern day plumbing or right well i mean you know i was just more thinking medicine randy that too that too the the plumbing is definitely actually really important and people do underestimate that but yeah i would you know like probably like plumbing probably increased life expectancy oh i'm sure yeah a lot just distance it randy We'll get to that. I have a related <laughs> story. I promise you. We'll get to it. It's called The Great Stink, and it's next. But, the Great Stink. Well, let's finish this one first. So, um, yeah, they're contemporaries. So those are the, the, the later explanations were either LSD or um, mass hysteria. Uh, their contemporaries had two theories, and they were uh, demons, demon possession, mm. right? You know, that's it seems like a... Like uh, something in 1518, they would be like, oh, yeah, all these people got possessed by demons and they just had to dance. Like, I, <laughs> I don't, the Lord says no. <laughs> I feel like there was, there was a, yeah, it's very much like the plot of Footloose. You're right. It's, <laughs> this is, all this is. Their other theory was their blood got overheated. Their. 
What? Yeah, right. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. So this guy, his blood, <laughs> it's too hot. You need to start dancing. <laughs> get, get jiggy with it. Not too much, you're gonna die. What are you <laughs> thinking? I need you to dance the correct amount. Somewhere between a boogie and a jig. They haven't invented medical degrees yet. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, chorea, uh, I think, is like abnormal involuntary movement disorders that might have been associated with like mass hysteria. It might have yeah. just been that like all these people were super stressed out and started like making erratic movements from incredible wow. amounts of stress. Uh, we don't know, but we do know that Choreomania by Florence and the Machine is a song written about this very topic. Oh. So we both brought songs to, wow. to this week. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was Chad GPD's first topic. And okay. I was like, okay, that's interesting and all, but I don't think I have enough there to make like an entire, full, okay, okay, entire yeah. full-length thing about. Like, I don't think we have enough meat on that bone. So... Let's see what else. Maybe it'll give me like a couple micro topics. So the next thing it gave me, again, I was kind of trying to get it, like it picked up those first three things that they were humorous, the, th the three things that I fed it. And that was something kind of humorous, right? Mm. So the next thing it gave me was uh, the great stink is what it was called. Can we call it the great stink? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think so because this is like a really incredibly important historical event for London. Oh. Yeah, so um, pretty much they just, I'm not going to get like super into this because it's not like funny, funny, but pretty much like the tame, the the Tem, the Thames, the, the Thames, the, the T-H-A-M-E-S river. Okay. The, 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 the Thames, River Thames. Um, it was just like an open sewer and they also had industrial effluent just, Flowing into it, sanitation was really bad. Ooh. They had five outbreaks of cholera. Ooh. It like in the summer, it got heated. It got like uh, between July and August of 1858. All of this pollution, all of this uh, lack of sanitization, was um, kind of came to bear when uh, it got hot. And everything stunk real bad. Ooh. So it just really stunk in London. I, like I said, I didn't want to get into like a lot of the specifics too much. Yeah. There was a there was a quote uh, from Charles Dickens actually that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, he wrote that the Thames River was a deadly sewer in the place of a fine, fat, fresh river. So like everybody was commenting on it. Charles Dickens was writing letters about it. Like. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, there was so the um, hero of this tale, guy named Joseph Basil Get. He constructed a sewer system that seems to work really well now. Huh. So yeah, Good um, in June, Parliament uh, soaked curtains in lemon or. Uh, not lemon chloride can't be lemon chloride and chloride to clean them so hmm. yeah that's what chat gbt thought would be a good podcast topic for it thought that was a funny historical you event talk about poop. yeah it just seems like oh this has the word stink in it so it uh -huh. must be funny 
I gotta say, I don't think that that is gonna go down as one of our strongest podcast topics to date. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, probably not. Not next to the balloon boy. <laughs> yeah, not. It's not gonna be in our hall of fame for certain. Um. So I was like, okay, ChatGPT. It hit one. I'll, I'll call. I'll call the the, the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen. Call that a solid single, and then struck out at bat next, I would say, you know? So I was like, okay, what else is it going to give me? So the next thing it gave me, I'm going to read to you what it gave me, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's another funny historical topic for you. The War of the Stray Dog. In 1925, the city of Athens and the neighboring town of Megara became embroiled in a bizarre dispute over a stray dog. The dog which was owned by a resident of Megara, wandered into Athens and was picked up by a city dog catcher. When the owner of the dog heard what had happened, he demanded its return, but the Athens authorities refused, insisting that the dog was astray and therefore belonged to the city. The the situation escalated, with both sides refusing to back down. Things came to a head when the mayor of Megara led a group of armed men into Athens to retrieve the dog. A firefight ensued, and several people were injured before the authorities intervened and arrested the mayor and his companions. The War of the Stray Dog, as it came to be known, was a ridiculous and somewhat comical incident that highlighted the tensions between neighboring communities in Greece. Although no one was seriously hurt, the incident sparked outrage and ridicule in the press, and it remains a curious footnote in Greek history. What year was that? It was in 1925. But (laughs) the thing about that... Is that, that didn't actually happen, Randy. What? <laughs> that was not what the War of the Stray Dog was. So I'm going to read you this, because I had to do some research after ChatGPT gave me that topic. I'm like, that's uh-huh. wild. So I looked into it. Uh, so in 1925, there were really high tensions between uh, Bulgaria and Greece. And basically, uh, like, a minor conflict, a minor invasion started. I think, uh, yeah, so... Greece invaded Bulgaria for a little while in 1925. Uh, So the reason it's called the War of the Stray Dog is because on October 18th, Greek soldiers, uh, a Greek soldier was chasing his dog and he ran across the border chasing his dog. And like the Bulgarian troops saw that this guy's just running into their border. So they shoot him. Oh yeah. Randy, that never really happened. That the war of the dog, as described by ChatGPT, that didn't actually happen. The war of the dog was actually an invasion of uh, Bulgaria by Greece. So Greece invaded Bulgaria. It was a very brief thing. So yeah, the League of Nations said, "Hey, no more, stop. Like you have to, don't do this." But the reason it was called uh, the War of the Stray Dog is. Um, a Greek soldier on October 18th ran across, October 18th, 1925, ran across the border to Bulgaria uh, chasing his dog that was running away. And Bulgarian soldiers saw him coming and just shot him because he was just a soldier running across their border. Uh, the Now, that might not have been what happened because the Greeks, there, there's like two sides to this story. The Greeks say it started oh, that is. way. And then the other version of how it started was that Bulgaria, like, they they attacked a Greek base, killed a Greek captain. So, like, it's, like, not clear, like, where did this actually, like, all start. 
But that's why it's called the War of the Stray Dog. And mm. it just seems to me like Chad GPT went out and was like, hey, what uh, what, uh, what do we have out here that's a historical topic? Oh, Stray Dog. That's a funny thing to name a war. And then was just like, well, the story's not funny. And it just made up a story. So like everything else Weird. up to this point, it's like seemed pretty like legit. And I've like, I like I generated the first thing, did some research and then I just generated all of these other ones. So I didn't notice this until like, I was like, why is it saying this is funny? And then I read what it wrote and I read what was actually given to us. Like a lot of them I didn't read. Like I, I like kind of skimmed what Chad GPT said, but I was like, okay, to make like real notes about it, I got to go research it a little. Mm-hmm. This one, it was just like the they were saying two completely different things. Just flat I, out wrong. Yeah, it was just flat out wrong. It like got the name of the incident and it just got what happened in it wrong. Huh. So it was very strange. And I was like, oh, well, I'm really glad I checked that and didn't just go like, oh yeah, the funny thing about a dog and a city and a mayor getting embarrassed and all that. Oh, so let that yeah. be a lesson to y'all. Check fact check chat GPT. Yeah, don't don't take anything it says for its word. It's Told me other stories before that I was like, I don't know about this. Uh, a lot of stuff when I was trying to ask it about like stuff in history, like interesting historical stuff. So the fourth topic it gave, then like the last two, I was like, give me two more to, to get to an even number of five. Okay. Because those were the first three. The next thing it gave me was uh, the Great Molasses Flood, which occurred in Boston, Massachusetts. I was literally going to cover that next week. Oh, were you really? <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I stole your well, stole your thunder okay. on this. That's okay. I was gonna say I don't think there was like enough here to be like a full big topic. Oh, okay. So I looking into it, um, which occurred in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, twelve thousand metric tons of molasses were in a storage tank. It burst, killed twenty one people, injured one hundred and fifty. Just a tidal wave of molasses, just going down the streets Oof. of Boston, Massachusetts. Where would it go? Yeah, people, horses, and dogs all went this way. It was, yeah, not not pleasant, not great. Um, yeah, it was a pretty horrible event. I, I don't quite know why this thought, hey, this is another funny historical thing for you. Like, it knew maybe I wanted funny was, historical things. Maybe because it was just so outrageous. I, I mean, I guess the molasses part, like, it's it's a sugary, syrupy thing. So it's like, oh, it's funny. 21 dead. Like, it's like <laughs> you know, like it was just wild. And it's like, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, the thing too, to mention is, uh, people got trapped. Like it was hard to save people because it flooded out in this tidal yeah. wave, but it was cold. It was like 40 degrees. So it kind of like re-solidified, reset and became like syrupy again. Uh. And like, was hard to get people out of. Sheesh. So, yeah, it was, like, flooded. Yeah, it was just, like, a really um, really terrible thing that had happened to people. Yeah. So, that was the fourth topic that ChatGPT gave me. It was kind of interesting. A hmm. um, little, little interesting event in the history of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. I've given you the first few topics, mm-hmm. uh, the first four topics that ChatGPT has given me on, like, funny historical things. So I ended up by saying, like, okay, it's giving me three at that point. And I said two more. Certainly here are two more funny historical topics. It gave me the Great Molasses Flood of 1919, which I think that was the year. I'm not sure. I didn't double-check the year on that one. 
But the other one it gave me was The Madman of the Lamp. Randy, have you ever heard of The Madman of the Lamp? I've not. You're not familiar with The Madman mm-hmm. of the Lamp. Okay, well, I'm going to just read you what uh, ChatGPT told me about The Madman of the Lamp, okay? Yeah. Uh, in the late 19th century, the city of Paris was terrorized by a mysterious figure known as the Madman of the Lamp. The Madman, who was never caught, would hide in the city's street lamps and attack passerby with a sharp implement. What? The Madman's attacks were largely ineffective, as his victims were able to fend him off with umbrellas and canes. <laughs> However, the city was gripped with fear and rumors about the madman's identity and motives spread quickly. Madman is always capitalized in this, by the way. Uh, Eventually, the madman disappeared as suddenly as he appeared, and he was never seen or heard from again. The incident has become a humorous and somewhat absurd footnote in Parisian history, and it remains a mystery to this day. Interesting. What do you think about that, Randy? Coming in and out of street lamps? Yep, he hid inside street lamps. That seems a little unlikely. (laughs) Yeah, how unlikely does it seem to you? He'd have to be like this wide. (laughs) Yeah. When I read that, I was like, what? (laughs) It really... um, Yeah, so if you didn't figure it out, that's completely made up. Nothing, I could not corroborate a single thing about the madman of the lamp from the late 19th century Paris. You couldn't I, even find anything on it? I couldn't like, find a thing. You the just closest, made it all up? The closest I got to it all was, uh, there was a choral composition called The Wandering Madman. There was a, a Nietzsche, a, a Frederick Nietzsche, uh, Parable of the Madman, um, that had a line of like, have you not heard of the madman who lit a lantern and the bright morning hours ran in the marketplace? And like, huh. yeah, so that was the quote from Frederick Nietzsche. That was the end of the quote. But yeah, so it, there, there, that wasn't the end of the quote. There was more to it. Yeah. It was like a writing. It was a parable that he wrote. But like, I I wasn't able to find anything about like, oh, what did it turn the madman of the lamp? Like it because like hmm. with the uh, with that third topic that we had the. Uh, the the war of the stray dog like it took like a, a real term a real historical term and turned it into something crazy i don't think it i think it just made this up flat like Weird. none of this was real so a guy hiding huh. in street lamps that was easily fended off never hurt anybody <laughs> attacked people with a sharp object never hurt anybody was easily fended off by people using canes and umbrellas. Ah. <laughs> it's just like really odd because it, it just seems like kind of like a weird pseudo understanding of like thing because like hid inside street lamps. I, I feel don't... like this would be a great like steampunk D D <laughs> villain. Yeah. It's like <laughs> some kind of demon street like lamps. It's, yeah. Like some kind of like ghost or something comes out of the mist or out of the smoke from the street. Like you got to imagine like it wasn't like electric lit in late 18th century. Right. So like, I I don't know, man, it was the weirdest. I like, I tried to like, see like, is there anything that that this came from? But no, people didn't, nobody actually hid in any street lamps. As far as I can tell, that wasn't real. Um, 
the whole thing just seems like it was completely made up. Hmm. As a it, which the the weird thing is, it gave me like out of the five topics it gave me, three of them were like real historical events. I didn't like fact check every sentence of mm-hmm. those, right? But then one was a real historical events name that it just made up a story you got for. Wrong. Yeah, and then one was just completely made up entirely. Wow. And it's just the madman of the lamp. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I th- in summary, is Chat GPT coming for our podcasting jobs, that's Bradley? What gonna, that's what I was going to ask. I don't know, Randy. I uh, I think we got a few more years of this, at least. <laughs> at least one or two. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a little more time. I'm not quite worried about <laughs> the robots taking this particular job. You know... If robots do take over, though, I feel like entertainment jobs are probably, like, not safe, but, like, valued more, you know? Maybe. I don't know, man. Like, I've seen AI create, like, legitimate art. And, like, you can you can listen to, like, piano compositions made by AI. Mm. I mean, like, some of the art that AI has generated, I know that, like, people are really resistant to, like, you know. Like, artists especially seem very resistant to the idea of AI being able mm-hmm. to make something creative. But some of it, like, does look like real art. And some of it is the madman of the lamp, you know? Like, hmm. that's the thing, is that's kind of all mixed together. Hmm. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's go to Chad GPT. Let's, let's, uh, tell me a joke about the podcast Hey, I saw that on the internet. So let's see what it gives me. Okay, sure. Here's a joke for you. Uh, Why did the podcaster cross the road? Why? To get to the other website. I hope that gave you a chuckle. It it said all of that. (laughs) I hope that gave you a chuckle. Get me out. To get to the other website. Isn't that beautiful? I feel like that's a fitting way to end. Except we don't end on that. We got to end on our social social media media page of the week. So let me see here. Uh, ChatGPT, give me a funny social media page of the week. I'm a little worried what it's going to give us. Watch it give us the same picture of Jeff Goldblum every day. Dog feelings. Dog. It's from Twitter. It's name at dog underscore feelings. Description. This Twitter page features hilarious tweets written from the perspective of a dog sharing their thoughts and feelings about everyday situations. The tweets are written in a simple and endearing way with a focus on the joys and challenges of being a dog. Sample tweet. Sometimes I like to think about how much I love you. And then I get excited to see you. And I run around in circles until you arrive. (laughs) All those pauses were periods. (laughs) If you're a dog lover and enjoy wholesome and funny content, then at dog underscore feelings is a must follow on social media. (laughs) Let me just verify that this is an uh, actual Actual social social media media page page real quick. Because on April 1st, uh, they tweeted, I wasn't a good dog today. April Fool's, I was so good. (laughs) 
Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, this is the greatest account ever. Everybody go follow uh, at dog underscore tweets. It's great. Uh, uh, thank you to ChatGPT for letting thanks, us know Chad about this. Yeah, thanks, ChatGPT. And hey, if you want to watch another episode of Hey, I Saw That on the Internet, then you can do that right here. Right on this box. Randy's probably put it right here. It's probably this. Over the TV. It's actually right about here. ends up being the same size as the TV, basically. Oh, does it really? So yeah. Like this, it's, yeah. I, like, oh, I don't, hold on. Can I, uh, there we go. There, yeah. Holding it. <laughs> just shake it around a little uh. I do this. Like. 